dos, tres. <laughs> Unlock the podcast. Sarah Harrison, SK Vibe Maker in the building. I was about to say, what, you turned French, yeah? French That was actually Spanish. You said un, dos, tres. Yeah, that's isn't Spanish. That, isn't that French? No. So what's French then? Um, un, dos, trois. Okay, there you go. <laughs> so what, si. what, what, can you speak Spanish? No, but like everyone knows the numbers in a different language, no? Obviously, I don't. You don't know that any the numbers in any different other other language other than uh, you know, know me. Was it un dos trois cinq six seven tweet? That's neuf tweet. Whatever. <laughs> I learned that in. What language is that? That's French. Yes. Yeah, and obviously I should know Italian, but I don't. Yeah, you should. But Uno, due, tre, quattro, cinco, uh, ses, sette, otto, nove, dieci. As you say it now. <laughs> It's, it's a reminder to me. Shouts <laughs> to my nan. She would probably not be listening to this podcast, but would be upset with me to know that yeah. I, I can't speak much Come Italian. On, SK Vimaker, Sarah Harrison in the building. Hey, man, we're, we're, we're stacking up the podcast, I feel. Waka Flaka was such a worthy guest. Definitely. We loved having him. Very conversational. If you haven't seen the video, make sure you check it out. Yep, youtube.com. We can't actually get a forward slash at the moment. Until we get like a certain amount of subscribers. Hits and subscribers. So hit and all that. that subscribe button. Subscribe not just, to the ting. Not just on YouTube, but on SoundCloud. Follow us and also on the iTunes podcast app. Just search for us. Unlock the podcast. Simple. You know what? Today, yeah. So forgive me for saying this, but I met a black guy called Jarvis. And I found that was like, uh, <laughs> it's kind of, uh, you know, like, let's, let's be honest about it. You know, there's certain names you don't think will like. Marlon, you wouldn't expect to know a white boy called Marlon. Really? And I don't think you'd expect to know a black guy called Jarvis. Certain names are, are not really... I think that you, you could assume would more be to a particular race. Can you meet a black Sarah? Do you think is that... I've met a black Sarah. Oh, have you? Yeah, I have. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But saying that though, I feel like my surname, Clark... It's quite British and English, obviously yeah, Clark is. shoes, but Jamaicans <laughs> have an affinity with Clark. Yeah. They like Clark shoes and there are some Jamaican Clarks. So like, yeah. Um, yeah. There's a lot of Jamaican Harrisons too. Yeah, yeah, Harrisons. Yeah. But you know, particular names, man. When I saw Jarvis, I was like, yo. But I do know what you mean. Certain names are just cultural, aren't they? Yeah, they have not, a, not, a not cultural just, allegiance. I don't think last names necessarily, I think it's more first names though. Yeah, definitely. Because last names, like they can get handed down you just never know how they're passed down. Straight up. But we are back with another guest, actually, this week. Yes. She goes by the name Lioness. She is a fierce woman indeed, just like a lioness. Yeah, and she's got a big song at the moment called DBT, which features a whole host of female MCs on it. Yeah. And you know, like, there's been arguments over the years about good for a girl and all this kind of stuff. Lioness is just a fiersome MC, full stop. Really, like, I was so taken aback by not just her music, but even her persona outside of music. I think she's a very humble girl and I really enjoyed her energy. So, yeah, we had some good conversations with her. So stick around. That's coming up in the second part of the podcast. Mm -hmm. But you, Mr. SK Vibe Maker, I don't know how you do it. Yeah, you're doing all these interviews before I've even arrived. Before 12 noon, you've already spoken to three different artists on a day-to-day -day basis. Yeah, we get it in, man. We get it in. How is you... How is you? How is your mental capacity? Like... What do you mean? Do you know what? I think, and I think we've spoken about it in prior podcasts, about the, the early bird catches the worm. 
So my day, we're just moving on different timings. No, but like, with me, I wouldn't be able to do three interviews in one day though. Okay. Like I find it, I find interviews a bit like counseling. Okay. I feel like the person that I'm interviewing is kind of like my patient. Yeah. So I haven't qualified to be a psychotherapist. So it takes a lot for me to to absorb someone's life before I can before I can manifest some questions for them. So the fact that you're doing three back to back, how are you how do you remember everything about everyone and how do you formulate different questions for these different people? Well, if you think about interviews sometimes it's not just interviews like they're conversations. True. So there's a there's there's a there's maybe a half of the interview which is preparation and what you've planned to talk to them about. And then there's the conversational aspect of it, which I think makes it more human. Because if we're coming in on some, yeah, us as radio personalities, DJs or whatever, coming from not a strictly a DJ back, I mean, uh, journalist Journalistic background, background yeah. we, um, I say we have more personality. Right, and, and to okay. like. And the personality comes from the conversational aspect, where sometimes if it's just a journalist kind of interview, maybe for online or for print, there's not going to be much charisma involved. Okay, I see. I see what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? So I think a, a bulk of it comes from the conversational aspect. So it's aspect, driven by the, that. The, the back yeah. and forth. Yeah. And like... So do you not feel exhausted mentally? Uh, do you know like you're, maybe you're not tired until you stop? Not okay, mentally though, not mentally. Right. Uh, maybe physically. Really? Yeah, like when I stop, then I'm like, but nah, we're zinging all day, man. We're zinging. I, I zing like so much. I definitely think when I self like, uh, and this is like, you know, like therapy sometimes on these podcasts when we're talking to each other. Yeah, it's like, I think sometimes that the zing, zing, zing that I'm doing, people What's don't zing? actually see it. Like I'm moving, oh. <laughs> pinging about, zinging, fast, <laughs> ringing. Back forth doing all this Literally. stuff, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? But I don't think sometimes people will see it unless you're with me. Oh, okay. Because like, what I've noticed as well is I don't social media everything as well. Right, 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 right. So there's a lot of lost. A lot of it is lost. The actual doing it, doing you it. might not see. Yeah, 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 yeah. If yeah. you're plugged in, then you'll like you'll hear it on the radio show, or you'll hear the podcast, or you'll see the visuals or whatever. But what I find a lot of the times when you're doing it, it becomes a, a big chore to to film and to social media it. Yeah. Like even when like I'll be DJing somewhere, some people might think that I never DJ. And I, I've actually made a, a actual decision to myself that I need to capture more of this stuff. You need to capture something, even if it's just one 15 second Instagram story, yeah. which is like how I keep it. But I do get you though. I think having to document it on social media kind of distracts from the main event. It's a distraction. Sometimes you can feel kind of foolish. You know, like when you're with a circle of people yeah, and you're the one that's filming. Yeah, 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 that's and then sometimes they, I feel like whether they say it or not, they're like, what are you doing? And yeah. I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, yeah, what am I doing? Yeah, it's true. You know what I mean? It's true. So, But if like a big YouTuber by the name Casey Neistat, like that is his job, isn't it? That's his full time. He's an everyday blogger. He puts up daily videos on YouTube, like 11 minutes long, whatever. And they're really well produced, like proper, mm. proper filming and editing. And he obviously walks around with a massive, not massive camera, but he's evidently got apparatus that make, and he's a known blogger. So he documents everything. So people know that. So maybe, but, when it comes to just maybe just doing it on the phone, yeah, it's 
I don't know. Maybe it's a bit too much. What's this guy's name you're talking about? Casey Neistat. Maybe he's got a similar format to how Will Smith's doing it. Because Will Smith's doing these daily vlogs nowadays. And what he's shown is he has a camera attached to him. Okay, so he just, yeah. he, he just walks around with the camera in front of him. Right. Attached to his waist and like projecting out. So like, and he's walking around wherever he's going. He's doing a, is a it? interview where, where on is TV. It, where is it on? And he puts it on, his, he puts it on YouTube and he puts it on Instagram. On I think daily? it's primarily for his Instagram. Yeah. Will Smith is like... He's just, he showed a whole other side of him. Mad. With the, with these yeah, I've seen videos. those little clips still. Yeah, but he's, I been, mean, he's been very, very spiritual and very um, motivational yeah, yeah, in his yeah. content as well. I think it's good at, at his age as well, like, especially being the kind of family that he's he's made and he, the, the, the kind of family he's got. It's good to have, to show yourself as a, a fun father as well, mm. you know, like... Life doesn't get that serious. And to keep people in tune to the Will Smith brand as well. Because exactly. anyone who knows or who follows Will Smith would know that he's had numerous blockbusters and massive smashes in regards to movies over the years. But he's not a prolific actor. Yeah. Like he might release one movie a year. I don't think there's many years that he's released multiple movies a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some years he even takes a break. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, of course, of like, course. Um, he's not prolific like that. But, you know, not complaining from our standpoint, yeah, but you see, as a DJ presenter, like some people are just DJs, but as a DJ presenter, there are a lot of hats that we need to wear, Sarah. 100%. A lot of things that we do, like, I know that, you know, you asking me the question of how I do three interviews in a day and before noon, and that's after me doing my breakfast, breakfast show as well. Show. Like, so I do my breakfast show from seven to 10 on rinse, and then I'll do like three interviews between 10 and 12, back to back. You know, us, we know what goes into that. The preparation, the setting it up, the actual doing it, and all that kind of stuff. Some people might be just like, we're sitting down, just having a conversation and freestyling. There's a lot that goes in. Like if we're gonna interview people and and we're gonna be taken seriously as interviewers and keep it going and you know be respected as interviewers, mm -hmm. we need to make sure the standards are high. Yeah, so exactly. So th there's a certain of intel that goes into it and certain things that we know. And I'll tell you one thing for me, like I always have notes, whether they're digital notes and people be like, sometimes at one point it was like, looked, it was frowned upon that someone who's doing an interview, if you've got notes, oh, you're not, you're not like professional with it or you're not as good. One reason why I have notes all the time when I do interviews is um, for reference and for flow. I don't want to talk about something, talk about something else and then have to talk back, to some, uh, go back to that point. And then also, you see like with track titles, I'm infamous for maybe getting track titles a little bit wrong. Because yeah, my memory is not you. the greatest. So yeah. I need to have a reference for track titles. Yeah, yeah. I don't blame you, man, at all. You can do it, though. Sarah, you could do it if you wanted to. You can uh, do it, put your rack into it. <laughs> that's a whole other <laughs> thing. <laughs> that's a whole other <laughs> thing. But partly one of the reasons why I wanted to do breakfast and w do a breakfast show, which I never thought that I'd ever do before, was for radio excellence to put myself to a, the challenge yeah yeah because yeah. you know when i started doing radio i wanted to always be doing a specialist show then i started doing after like early evening then i started doing afternoon then i started doing mid-morning and then i'm doing a breakfast show and for it's me always it's always graduation. been graduation in some sorts but just like challenge yeah yeah and a yeah, breakfast show a to challenge. me i love a challenge yeah. and at the moment one of my main challenges are like, you know, consistency with the breakfast show and training at the same time. Oh, and yeah, for you know real. What I mean? so it's like I'm joining the gym as well. Rejoining the gym. Yeah, but not the same one I was at because I used to work at that one. 
So every time I walked in, people want to have a chit chat and find out about my life story. You know, got long. I never knew you used to work in the gym. Yeah. Yeah, you've definitely let us know today. Yeah, <laughs> I have let you know. So if you worked in a gym, you should be like excellent in the gym though. Well, before I've worked in the gym, I was a dancer as well. So I was very heavily into athletics and stuff and mm-hmm. just into fitness. I was, I was actually a fitness freak. Mm-hmm. And I think I did it for so long that then I just got off it. Mm. It's one of those things that once you rinse it, you're done. But don't you think that your prior self would, would be now looking at you like, Sarah, you've really fell off, mate. No, but I haven't let myself go to the, f- like, do, you, do I look like I've let myself go? I don't know. <laughs> Give me an honest answer. I've known you for how many years now? It's exactly. Like five years, right? Yeah. It's about five years. Yeah. I don't look unfit, do I? No, you don't look unfit. But I might be. But do you know what? In, that's what I was just about to say. <laughs> People think fitness is always just aesthetic. about their aesthetic and yeah. their body shape. What about your internals, man? Your arteries But at stuff? least I don't, yeah, I don't eat junk food and takeaway and stuff like that and fast food. So, you know, I'm good on that front. I just, you know what? Like there was a time where my metabolism was really messed up and I went from being from like eating minimal calories to then eating like a normal person Mm -hmm. because when I was a dance school, whatever. Anyway, so then my body got really confused. So I put on a lot of weight and then I got into fitness and then my my metabolism just regulated, you know? Mm. So now I think I'm just a normal human being. And I enjoy life. We're all normal human beings. No, we're not. No? I don't think so. So what's a non-normal human being? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I meant to say. (laughs) <laughs> you know an interesting conversation that I heard recently which I thought was funny and I'm not a, I'm not a, um, what do you call it an earwig a person who sits down <laughs> in a public place and listens to people's conversations because I think that's the, that's like the worst kind of person but really? you know in between not the worst kind of person I just said that Okay. but like in between my music playing when I'm on my public in, uh, on the public transport um, I was he- overhearing a conversation about somebody saying something just sounded crazy to me these people were talking about protesting on mother nature because of the bad weather. Protesting on mother nature. I don't even is know. Is that even... <laughs> that this is the conversation I heard. And we have to remember that we're on planet Earth, you know. And I watch a lot of sci-fi, a lot of science fiction. Yeah, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Smallville, you know, superhero stuff. But protesting on mother nature. But by doing what? <laughs> I have no... What was their plan of action? What is Mother Nature to you, Sarah? Is God. Is like, <laughs> it's a power, it's an ex, it's a higher power. It's a higher power. Someone we up in the clouds. We can't control the weather. Like, there ain't no switches that someone can press to stop rain from happening. I don't know what these people had in mind. There was there was three people there and two people were engaging in this conversation. And you know what the kind of thing? I had to stop were myself. Were they drunk? From, they weren't or drunk. was you drunk? I weren't drunk, mate. <laughs> I'm never drunk. Yeah, right. I'm never I'm drunk. On a wavy Thursday. Yeah, wave, but not drunk. Do you count wavy as being drunk? I don't. No, I get what you're saying. Tipsy. The, w- the weather, the weather in London at the moment is mad, and I can't wait for the summer to come back. <sighs> I know, to We're I actually sh- supposed to be in summer now. I know. We we, we lost the an hour. And honestly, like today, I should have wore a scarf. I'm freezing. I'm actually like shivering. Yeah, but you're just inappropriately. Look what you're wearing. What? Have you it's got a jacket? A long sleeve, yeah. Okay, you got a jacket on top of that. I was gonna say, but my jacket's not big though, so yeah. What I wanted to say, yeah, just to move topic quickly. B 
Being a DJ sometimes, do you feel like you forget to DJ? How to DJ? I don't know what you mean by that. <laughs> forget to actually we DJ. We moved on from this mother and age or we never even like yeah. resolved it. Forget that. Okay. Um, I don't know. I was DJing at a club the other day and it was it was taking a while for it to get busy. Yeah. So there was about, not even joking, like seven to ten people in the room. Mm-hmm. The room was small though, so it didn't look that bad. But sometimes I feel like when I see that, I'm feeling like this uneasy kind of vibe in the room and it mm. makes me uneasy. And mm. then I'm not even like, I'm like, oh my God, what do I play next? Like, mm-hmm. and I forget to deep, like I forget my autopilotness, if you know what I'm saying. Mm. Like, or my spontaneous decision-making goes out of the window. Has that ever happened to you? Of course it's happened before, but usually what I do, I don't mind doing early slots sometimes. I feel like there's a challenge in that as well. There's a challenge in doing the early slots. There's a challenge in doing like the peak slot of the night. But I think that's in like a a generic night that it's like there's a formula to it. Yeah. So you you play old school hip hop, blah, 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 blah. But I feel like this specific venue is a West End night and it was like very, it was quite like this young bougie crowd and i felt like i was asked to just play trap music all night in it so i was just playing like playing lil yachty and stuff like all these like underground artists at the beginning where where i would usually be playing like old school hip-hop in it do you still count lil yachty as underground i mean his music hasn't charted apart from broccoli Mm. so like one night it's got a plaque for that has he yeah no interesting but you know i was like saving like the bangers for when there was a crowd yeah so for the first hour or two i was just like flicking through music trying to figure out what needs to be played and then i think there was a there was something in me that was just like relax just relax and do what you normally do yeah man one one thing i always remind myself anxiety i guess is it's a yeah one thing i always remind myself when djing yeah is that never obviously have an eye on the crowd but never like try to cater like that don't be at the mercy of the crowd. Yeah. Because then you're losing. Like yeah. the, the DJ is supposed to control, not yeah, be true, controlled. True. Yeah, true. But I think where I got it wrong is is not having crates. Yeah, that's mad. You don't have no crates at I all. I do, but they're confusing. Nah. <laughs> so they make, <laughs> they make my life worse. Nah. They make my life. And also, since I updated to the new Serato DJ Pro, whatever it is. Couple teething problems. It's just... Like, there's a lot of songs that are not there anymore. So I think it's because my my library wasn't backed up for quite some time. Like the the Serato library, not my actual library. Like Shouts to all the DJs who can understand the technical aspects of what we're talking about yeah, at the moment. Yeah, for real, we went into And we when went we talk about one. crates, yeah, on Serato, which is like the most popular DJ software facility which DJs use at the moment, crates is like your record boxes. We got digital record boxes on our computer. And when we have a crate, we store a certain amount of tunes in there. Because it's tunes, they ain't records no more. It's funny because, you know, moving on from there again, yeah, I was talking to Ray earlier. And a lot of artists still refer to their projects as mixtape. But really? when you think about it, yeah, of course, people refer to their projects as, I'm putting out a mixtape. Don't you hear that? Mixtapes. Yeah, it's a mixtape. People say it's a mixtape. Well, but because it's not... But it's not a mixtape no it's more mix because mixtape, as in tape cassette, yeah, oh. was, was the old school way 
when you had like man like DJ Clue and Tony Touch back in yeah, the day, yeah, yeah. and they were actually doing tapes. Yeah, and putting them out, it shouldn't for free. be called. It shouldn't be called a mixtape. Yeah, for free as well. Yeah, they like, used to sell them. It was big business to sell them as well. Um, yeah, but what I meant is like a mixtape is not meant to be. It w- wasn't intended to be original material though. No, no, a lot of freestyles and yeah, you know stuff. But they used to be mixtape cassettes back in the day. But now artists still called their projects, which are not albums, which are kind of like LPs, LPs a collection yeah, yeah, of. Yeah, yeah original songs which may be like 12 to 20 songs or whatever they call them mixtapes but the origin of a mixtape is not what a mixtape is perceived to be now true it's not at all a slice of nerdy stuff for you right there i saw someone dealing of a record box the other day it looked like it looked like that it looked like (laughs) myriad i had to spontaneously i had to spontaneously dj off usbs the other day long I can't Mad. imagine me doing that. Mad. But you know what? As I'd done it, it made me think about the possibility of DJing off USBs. And it's funny that because as DJs that we are, I started out with vinyl. I'm looking at two decks in front of us right now as we're having this conversation, Sarah. And I was thinking about getting rid of my decks last week. And I never thought that would ever be something I would ever consider. What, your turn My Technics 1210s. Don't do it. Mad. Why would you do that? Every, everyone tells me that I would regret it if I did it. You would, because the same way the guy that I bought them off regretted it. How much did he sell them to you for, though? Try give try a guess. Three hundred pound for two of them. Four hundred. Four hundred for two, and how long ago was that? Like three and a half years ago. Four. Yeah, see, you'd I be lucky. You'd be lucky bargain. if you get one for that. Yeah, exactly. Nah. I'm like saying the original, obviously, because since then Pioneer have brought out their own. Their yeah. own line of um, turntables. Shouts to Blakey because man was up in the Serato office recently yeah. and messing around with some new equipment. Trendy. Yeah, he's safe. Splicey. Very safe. You know what I was, um, you know, there's a lot of rumours uh, at the moment about Drake signing a new deal with Apple and, you know, getting a nice check. And um, recently I, I have a Drake playlist on my portable music device. And I say portable music device because... You probably know what the device is, but we talk about them too much. But anyway, my portable music device. What, iPhone? iPod? I'm not saying. Why? Maybe, maybe it is, maybe it ain't. Apple iPod. It's a portable music device. <laughs> so I was listening to my Drake playlist recently, just chilling. And I know you're not the biggest Drake fan. You'd admit that, right? Is that fair to say? Are you, are you all right to say that on record? Yeah, like I don't... It's weird. It's weird. I can't even put my finger. You know what's on it. weird I about really, it? I rate him. I rate his his material, but it's not something that I would put on at home and listen to his whole album. I won't do, do you that. Know, do you know what I think happens sometimes? Because I think it kind of happens with Beyonce a little bit and with many great artists. The artist is so great that you just think, "Oh, you've made it. You're great," and you're looking at the other thing that's, that's coming up. I think that's how I feel. Yeah. Yeah, but you know Drake's great, and yeah. as a barra, I think anyone that knows music, that knows hip hop. And we sat down in this room and started talking about barring and bars. Forget the cultural impact and all of that and the hits and all that, bars. Mm. You can't, you got, Drake's got to be in the you conversation. Deny, yeah. So anyway, I'm sitting down there and listening to my Drake playlist and I'm listening back to, you know, albums that, you know, songs off of albums, his mm-hmm. past albums that are in my playlist. And I'm just thinking, rah, this album track I forgot about, but it's, great that's sick that's yeah. sick and a lover artist would love to have this for their single and then i started thinking to myself has drake's career 
outdone Little Wayne's career. If both of them was to stop right now and we were to compare both careers and you could think of different factors, would we say Little Wayne has had a bigger career, a bigger cultural impact, a bigger influence, or would we say bigger Drake songs. has? Um, I would say that Drake has probably surpassed that. You think Drake yeah. has surpassed Wheezy? Now, I don't know whether that's because of the presence of online, um, just on online market, period. So it's kind of unfair to, to, to put them up against each other because both have have had careers in a different market different eras like, different yeah just different rules different you know like the whole idea of getting a number one the whole idea behind the whole scheme behind charting the whole measuring behind charting has, ch has changed it's completely different and you know one might say that drake has benefited off of the blood guts and glory and hard work from Little Wayne, From and the Wayne Birdman anyway, yeah, as well, exactly. But like, yeah, even just just the notion of going out to buy a, a physical CD is it's no longer that hard to yeah. get hold of music. But Do you then know what I mean? the counter argument as well to that is record sales were bigger back in the day as well. What and like unit wise? Yeah, unit wise, and now. You know what I mean? How how how? Yeah. How do you quantify it? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, there's there's different factors that weigh in both that um, directions. But I think that we have to look at Drake's run. Yeah. When would you say his run began for you? When does Drake's run begin? Like when he was like hot. From like fancy. Fancy. So you're what are you talking? Two thousand and eleven. Probably, but I don't really like. I don't take note of so like we're talking we're talking about a seven eight year span oh yeah definitely it's almost yeah. been a decade and we might say that for little wayne his span was maybe oh four oh five ish when he was hot by himself mm -hmm. carter two times to Until when to when what's the last big little wayne track do you remember well, that's that's debatable, isn't they've it? They've been they've been the last. I think the last Lil Wayne hits, so to speak, have been with Drake. So yeah. like the "She Will," um, "Look at Me." Oh wait, when was "Look at Me Now"? That was like 2010, I think. Um, what other tracks have he has he put out? But they've, again, they've been features. Mm -hmm. So as a solo artist. I don't know when his run would have stopped. You need to research this. I can't even lie. Maybe we could say around I Am Not A Human Being too, yeah? Which was Love Me, No Worries, Rich As with oh, Two yeah, Chains. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, And yeah, then yeah, slightly yeah. after that was Believe Me with Drake, which was about 2014. Oh, so, so that's not a... That's, that's, about, that's about a nine, ten year run though. Yeah. But you one might say that it was starting to curtail off and it was, he was starting to like, yeah, tail off. And it was more, it's weird because first it was Drake feeding off of Wayne. Mm. And now it's kind of like the other way around. It's mad to think, man, because, you know, Carter 4, his last proper album, 
was 2014. And because he's got, um, and it wasn't his strongest there album. There was no impact, to be honest. yeah. Yeah, it wasn't his strongest album. And because of like the politics that he's had with Birdman and the label situation, it's just put his career on freeze. And he yeah, could have been raining. And his health, health as well, right? Mm. You know, he's had seizures and, you know, that's I think that's kind of been what his career has been about anyway, right? Like the lean and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So there's going to come a time, with, not with just, you know, factoring in age as well, you know? And factoring just personal problems and people, the people around him, it's gonna take a toll on you. I, and I think maybe Lil Wayne hasn't aged well. What you mean, move with the times or evolved? No, no. As just as a person, as I a think human. he's burnt himself out. Really? Yeah, I don't think he's looked after himself. Mm. Like you know, getting these seizures and stuff like that, and like su- taking substances and. You know, if you compare Lil Wayne and Drake, Drake is not really out here living it up and like risk, like, do you know what I mean? Like, he's not, he he, he seems like, Drake seems like he's looking after himself Mm -hmm. and he's preserving as much as he can his youth and his well-being. I feel like that anyway. Even just aesthetically, you can see. It's still, you know, it's still up for debate. They're about, different. You know, they're different types of performers. They're different. They, f- I feel like they lead a different lifestyle. Drake's definitely had a bigger impact in the UK than um, Little Wayne's. Yes. Ever had. But is that because of him embracing our yeah, talent? Yeah, I think of the similarities with like the Canadian, the Canadian and the UK connect, culture, yeah. and yeah, definitely him coming over here and embracing mm. the artists. I think that's definitely been. I wonder who's next. You know. What Who's to blow like Drake? Mm. There's a couple. Think... There's a couple. Like when you say next, are you just talking about of having that magnitude of impact? Maybe not that long, but that magnitude of impact or anything close. Or are you thinking about similar type of artist? No, because um, impact is one thing, but I'm just saying, yeah, uh, yeah. In general, like who's gonna be the next, n- the next Drake in terms of the next big thing not necessarily someone that sounds like drake or someone that is like a son of drake you know not maybe someone maybe not someone that someone he's unconnected yeah 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 but do you f- do you see the music industry working in that way where the person that blows up is always the person that's been co-signed by a, a bigger it's artist it's not a coincidence that a lot of the times the artists which really blow have a cosign. Like, so so say for instance, 50 Cent. Mm, he you had Eminem and Dr. Dre Dr. Co-sign. Dre, yeah. Mm-hmm. So Eminem had the Dr. Dre, Dre cosign. Yeah. So what so what cosign did Kendrick have? Kendrick had the Dr. Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre as well. Yeah, of course. That's mad. Yeah. So that's what I mean. Like, what is coming up next? I wonder. The thing is for for us to I like, feel like we should we should be starting to see that right now. Well, I was going to say that there's a there's a candidate there right now. Go on. I'd say Lil Uzi Vert is someone who's ascending and has a chance. But I don't know if we could say to a similar level as Drake, though, because when you're talking about Drake, you're talking about a barra, someone who makes songs for the girls, like can sing Just and makes, the, boxes, makes the songs for the girls, has the girl fan base, makes these dance all type songs, makes 
like slight yeah like had had the uk affinity as well yeah i had, might actually you know what i mean so much boxes man like when we're talking about little uzi i can't even talk when we talk about little uzi vert we're talking about someone who is melodious but not necessarily a barra mm. not necessarily not, not necessarily someone that you would say is a girl's favorite Right, right, you know right. I mean? Yeah, he doesn't really appeal to a mass market. I mean, when I say mass market, like literally tick tick age group, tick gender, everything, culture. It doesn't really transcend to a lot of people. It's just I very youthful. I think I think that, you know, one of the biggest X's against Drake's name, and I'm not saying this is a, a certified X that he should have, but um, people have sometimes said, oh, Drake's moist. I'm not saying I've agreed with that. But then when it comes to Lil Uzi Vert, people talk about him being strange. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And being um. And I'm wondering if that is more detrimental. Mm. I don't think it's detrimental. I think it's very... Um, liberating. Mm. It's, it's good to see... To see artists not be afraid to to push boundaries and just being a bit outlandish yeah. like being because, different yeah different and just break some taboos you know that are might be associated with hip-hop you know is hip-hop always gonna be bravado well that's number one bravado even in terms of the 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 fashion in hip-hop you know it it's transcended from being the baggy trousers and baggy t-shirts and snapbacks or, mm. you know what I mean? Like, like baseball caps or whatever they're called. And, you know, that's kind of like been the stereotypical image of a hip hopper, mm -hmm. but it's moved through the ages, you know? And I think it's been, hip hop has married fashion a lot. And I mean, high fashion in recent times. And we're seeing it now more than ever. I mean, as we speak right now, yesterday, the news of Virgil Abloh got announced mm. that he has been appointed head of men's fashion, which... At I Louis Vuitton. At Louis Vuitton, sorry, mm. yeah. I mean... That's got to say a lot. Yeah, but at the same time, when I saw that, I don't want Virgil to... to feel like he's been he's being accepted by a higher higher like group of people mm -hmm. because he's already his own creator he's already um a unique like treasure for himself so i think him stepping into that role i want him to take control rather than them do you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want, like, because everyone was congratulating him online, blah, blah, blah. Like, oh my God, like, this is such a big step. But he's already done his own steps as Off-White. Like, he's created his own brand, which is, like, when you go to Selfridges, he's on the same floor as all these people. Mm -hmm. So for you to now, because now he's almost like he's an employee, mm -hmm. if you know what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. I don't want him to, I want him to keep that boss mentality, mm -hmm. that, I'm the creator mentality rather than I'm employed by a, by a, by a bigger corporation. Mm -hmm. Cause you know, it's a big brand and you know, it's never been a brand. It's that crossed over streetwear stuff. I mean, it has, and 
street people have embraced Louis Vuitton, but Louis Vuitton never necessarily embraced the streets mm -hmm. until as of recent. Like yeah. obviously with the Supreme collab that they've made um, and now with Virgil Abloh. So I just hope that this is a huge turning point. And again, I don't want the streets to be at mercy to these higher higher end brands because I think us we're we're the creators and we should we should keep hold of our of our essence because mm -hmm. some of this stuff I see from Louis Vuitton it's not even it's not sick I, I ain't gonna wear that I was like yesterday I saw a woman wearing Chanel Uggs and I was like you really bought those because they're Chanel and because you had that money to spend, but have you seen them? Have you looked at yourself in the mirror? Or maybe she was giving <laughs> them for free. I don't know, man. I don't know for free, but shouts to Virgil doing like his thing. That. Yeah. Unlock podcast, Twitter, Insta, SoundCloud. Make sure you check us out on the YouTube because see the visuals to you know the conversations. Yeah, just search in the title. Yeah, man. See the conversation yeah. with Waka. Yeah, I was actually going to say, just for the record, I think the bigot, the next artist to take to the throne would be Tory Lanez. He actually said that himself in my interview. Yeah. He's working towards being the biggest artist in the world. And again, he does tick a lot of boxes. Don't you think? I do think he nah, does. I and I like his album. I like his second yeah. album. Maybe as a barra. We, yeah, we don't really put him in that category, do we? But he doesn't spit shit. Like I was only listening to his music yesterday and I was thinking that we definitely need to look at him as more of a... I don't know. Some days I think he's a singer and some days I think he's a rapper. I think he's a great singer and a good rapper. But then... I prefer his singing. But do, do you know what? I do. I like his style of singing. But... His voice is very good, dude. I like, can't remember who was online criticising. It was another artist online criticising Tory Lanez the other day. And when the criticism came up, it had me thinking a little bit about his vocal a bit. And I was thinking, when you listen to Tory's vocal, does that sound like the vocal you're going to hear live? It is, it's, yes. produced, it's produced up a bit, isn't it? His vocals are produced up. A bit. And I'm not knocking it at all because I know he can sing. But his vocal on the song, on the album that you hear, it's produced. It's heavily like... Um, eff there's effects on it yeah but the effects are not to enhance they're t they're more I think the, the way they put effects on Tori's voice is to fit into the instrumental not to enhance his ability as a singer I think his voice sounds sick with a lot of re reverb and that's just how some people's voices are like I've heard rappers or i've heard i've just heard i've just heard tracks where the vocal is very dry mm -hmm. and maybe they've done that on purpose because their voice might not suit a lot of effects and a lot of like color it's it's, it's, a, it's about coloring the voice in the correct way and i think tori tori's engineer has got that on lock and when he does sing live i don't see much difference to the original track if i'm being honest he's a great performer live man if, you see, if really you've seen performer. Tory Lanez perform live just be prepared that he could climb over you <laughs> literally break your neck yeah. um but we we can't obviously forget Travis Scott and and the Migos we can't leave them out of the conversation I think like they're different like um yeah I think they're different different different, different propositions style, man. yeah 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 I get you I get you man have you seen that thing about DMX no nah, tell me so he's currently awaiting sentencing for viol for um, 
tax fraud. So he avoided like 1.7 million in taxes over the course of five years. Um, so he pled guilty to that. So now he's going to court. And imagine his his lawyers are going to play his songs in the court to sway the judge. He They, they believe that that is a good card to deal. That's mad. Like, That's so, mad. So if an actor was being tried of anything in court, would they take his movies in as well? I mean, it's because the equivalent. like music is is art and not necessarily an opinion or yeah or, or you know what I mean truth or anything. It's not a testimony. So, what DMX songs do you think we're gonna are gonna be played? I have no idea, man. <laughs> what they Can they you not even hazard a guess. About I taxes. personally don't know these songs. Go on, say the say the name of the songs. Slip in. Yeah. And the convo. Do you know these okay. songs? Yeah, you don't know slipping. You're going mad. I'm slipping. You're going mad. You're, you are going mad. We I might probably have, do if I hear it. We might have to delete this part from I'm the podcast. I'm bad with tra- track that, titles. No, I'm bad with track titles as well, yeah? But if you know DMX, yeah, slipping. I know it, man. Slipping is top top five DMX. Like, the only reason why you don't hear slipping, like party up in the club... Is because it's a slow, slow song. Yeah, it's a slow song. Okay. You put yourself on blast right now. I knew this was going to happen. We'll delete it. She asked the Instagram. They have said that they have announced an update in their app, in their software, and I'm very happy about that. You know, like back in 2016, they changed the way that the feed was yeah. fed. So it's and not it, chronological. So it wasn't chronological, but apparently. They have announced that the feed will now prioritize brand new content in their new update. Okay. Hallelujah. Is that really affect? Like, does that affect you? I'm not saying it affects me. I just feel like that's the best way. Like, it's do you know what they should? Do you know? Do, do, do you know what they should have? So they should have like, I don't want to say two feeds, yeah, but they should have like the the first half of the feed should be chronological, and then the second half should be what's applicable to you or how about you there's a there'll be a selection there'll be yeah you can select yeah why not just the same way as like you can choose how to how to organize your phone book you can either choose by first name by last name by recently added or your itunes library i also can't actually do your recent i also think they should that on instagram you should be able to turn off the privacy turn on and off but then i think everyone would have it off you know like you can can see You can see when someone's active. Oh, the following tab. Yeah. Is it the following tab? Or if you've DM'd someone. Oh, the seen and unseen thing. No, not, not the... the seen. So if you go, if you go into your like your your DMs, mm-hmm. right beside it, it tells you how long ago that person was active. You can turn that off. Can you? Yes. I turned that off straight away when it came out. Really? How do you turn that off, mate? I'm not saying I need to. Settings. Um, I don't remember how I did this. Settings. That's how you know, like, that Sarah is majorly anti. Yeah, look, show activity status. Okay, straight up. There, it's turned off. Sarah got into that real quick. In the settings menu. Yeah, I did get into that real quick. I just think social media in general, like, as much as it's it's helped my career, it's just, you know, it's, it's a very added value added tour but yeah it's a chore as well 
Yeah. Be I can't even talk today. Yeah, mad thing. Cardi yeah. B, in fact. Yeah. That's a you good segue, what? isn't it? You invasion yeah. of privacy. Yeah, you, invasion of privacy, you have been a, a, a Cardi B cheerleader. Because uh-huh. whereas in the early days when everyone was like naysaying a bit, and to be honest, I think the reason why, I'm not saying I've been a naysayer, but I've been maybe a bit sceptical because I watched her in Love and Hip Hop. And you know, there's, I'm just being honest, allow me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I honest. feel you, I feel you. You know when someone comes from reality TV? Yeah, there's, there's a, a stigma. stigma attached. Jeez. And the personality that we saw in Love and Hip Hop with Cardi B in there was a crazy, crazy personality. A lot of people looked at the comedic side of things, mm-hmm. but I don't know if they, I don't know if we should look at the morals, but I feel like I'm that type of person anyway. I get you. And I saw some crazy activities from her. And that kind of carried over to when she was making music. You know what I'm saying? And you say you weren't able to to really accept it as much. I don't know if accept is the right word, but it was was in my brain. (laughs) And then the fact that I feel like she's not a barra. I want bars. I don't want you to be the sharpest barra, but I want bars. And if you ain't got bars, I feel like the flow needs to be sharp. There's a specific style to her though. And that's what people have. Yeah, I've heard the argument. Females don't really do trap. So like, that's why like, people have Uh, gravitated to her. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. Yeah, What does she call herself? Latino trap or something? (laughs) I like, I don't know, man. Well, this is gonna be out April sixth. It looks like that early. You know what? It's funny because yeah, before, 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 before that's next week, before we started rolling record today, you said that you feel the album is taking too long to come out. Some other people might say it's coming out too quick. Depends which way you look at it. Right. I think that the expectations are kind of high because because of the impact of Bodak Yellow. And she's only had two solo singles. She's had yeah. Bodak Yellow and Bardier Kai. And she's had, um, she's obviously had two prior mixtapes. So we know that she's made projects before. But now... Are those mixtapes? I feel like those mixtapes, I don't want to say don't count, but... Yeah, come on, there's a lot of, lot of her fan base now that came on with Bodak Yellow that never even knew were, there were mixtapes yeah, 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 out yeah, before. Exposed her, yeah, mixtapes. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I mean. She, expectations she are covered, high now. She covered um, Lady Leisha's Queen's speech. Yeah, you showed me that. Didn't yeah, you? man. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, so I knew about her from early. Mm. She's evolved, man. She, you know what I mean? She's evolved. And I can't even lie. Like the labels put a lot into her. Yeah, they have. Shout out Atlantic Records. Have you seen this picture? No, you know, before you segue though, because we're talking about an artist's debut album being released this year. Yeah. And I'm saying there's a few albums that I would greet with open arms this year um some of them are debut albums some of them are return to the games to the game i want to see a dave debut album this year would love that definitely you know is most stack debut album i'd love most stack hasn't oh shit he's had mixtapes yeah mixtapes yeah i want to see a gets album this year open arms looking forward to that mm-hmm. quickly um i'm looking forward to the return of kanye that should be interesting. And the return of Travis. Is Travis, do you think he'd bring out an album this well, year? He's supposed to be dropping his album, isn't he? Oh, really? Yeah. They're the albums I'm looking forward to this year. Who else should be dropping as well? J. Cole. J. Cole needs to drop something this year. 
considering he's headlining so much. Anyway, have you seen this Christina Aguilera picture? No, show me. I should have I should have not told you who it was. Is that her? Crazy. Why? Wow, what has she done? Has no she... makeup. Is that no makeup? Amazing. She looks beautiful. Yeah, she looks great. I man. didn't even know she had blue eyes. Yeah, that's mad. But why is it taken for now? This paper, ma- like this paper magazine, yeah, that's part of Paper Magazine. Mm-hmm. Why does it feel like Look at her. she looks like an actress? Where is Paper? Is that a French? Is it a French magazine? No, I think it's US. Because we never hear about it until they've got like these big cover stories. I know what you people mean. People don't just and New that York. was because who was who was on the front? Did they have the big cover with um? Was it Kim, Ka- Kardashian? Kim Kardashian? Yeah. And they and had another one as well, didn't did they? they know? Have. Um, Cardi, Cardi did it. Shout out to all the Christina Aguilera fans, yeah. Genie and the Bottle and that. I remember being. Wait, she's sick. I remember buying that CD. I'm just saying a lot. I've said a lot. I remember buying that CD, (laughs) Genie and the Bottle. It's not that deep, man. Said it. Said you you sold it. I said it. I said it. Man was a young man was a young No, but Christina's dope. I used to love her. I used to like um. I used to like Britney more than more than Christina, but then I knew that Christina was more talented. Definitely. So much more talented. She definitely needs to bring out music. What happened to her? You know what? When we call, when we're talking about you know big female vocalists, divas, icons, and that, yeah. Oh no, I'm shouts to shouts to Mariah Carey because she recently celebrated her birthday, and um, I don't know why there was a conversation that came up between Mariah Carey versus Whitney Houston. People have loved to do this over the years. You see, when I look back over the Mariah Carey discography, yeah, mad thing, (laughs) yeah, Mariah Carey's discography. Her music catalogue. Mad, mad thing. It's extensive, isn't it? Compared mad. to Whitney. Mad. But Whitney's got more... More... Um, classics. But maybe they they only became classics because people made them classics by the amount but of... But the people do make them classics. That's what makes them classics, isn't it? What else makes oh, yeah, it a classic? True. Robots? Bugs in the floor? No, just the in the mud of it. Like the actual... Just the song, the, the quality vibe, of the, the quality. The quality, yeah. So you're saying that Whitney's songs have become classics not because of their vocal arrangement or the... No, they have. No, definitely. But I think some of Whitney's songs are more sing-alongs than Mariah. Whitney has like a lot of ballads. Of, yeah, exactly. A lot of ballads that are like played universally and across just... Anything that gets played at a wedding is a classic. I don't know what you're talking about, Sarah. What am I going to play at my wedding? You're looking to get married soon? No, but I'm just thinking. Can you imagine? Wedding songs, yeah? What do we- I haven't been to a wedding in so long. Like, what gets played at weddings these days? Can you enlighten me? It's just me? a vibe. It's a party. I was DJing at a wedding earlier this year. It was just a party. It depends what culture it is. Cause I'm, I'll I'm play. I'll play. Um, Drake. And Dance hall. No. Drake. Drake and popcorn. Girl, your body good and you're special to me. Would you actually? I could would play you? That. He- would you hear that then in a, in a Jamaican wedding? Doesn't need to be a Jamaican wedding. It just needs to be a man <laughs> thinking about his woman and saying those words and meaning it. I mean, the kind of weddings that I've been to when I was a kid, you you hear ABBA and shit. Ballads. Times have changed. <laughs> Times have changed. Times have changed, man. Times have changed, but have they though? Times have in changed. In all cultures Times across have cha- the world? Times have changed, man. 
Well, can someone please invite me to a wedding if you're listening, please? Because I need to, I need to satisfy my, what's the word? Intrigue. We don't like doing introduction to cameras, so we ain't doing an introduction to cameras. Unlock the podcast, SK Biomaker Sarah Harrison. Lioness. Zoop, zoop, zoop. In the building. Hello. I just have to say, I don't know if any of you can relate to this type of life, but um, shouts to Gabby because she does the radio show with me and she's left today and I've been turning up in the morning. This is the first time I've drank alcohol in the AM. Oh, I was wow. drinking Disarano and Cranberry. Do you know about that life? Oh, yeah. Do you know about that life? Definitely. What, does it, oh, hello. Does, does it feel good to you? Yes, I like it. Is this something you do often? I used to. You used to. Anymore. Why did you stop? Young because veteran of this drinking <laughs> game, <laughs> yeah. Start is my question. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, you can't really do that often. You don't reckon? No. I feel so good right now. Do I'm coming you? down off it a little bit, to oh, be honest. Oh, man, you need to re up. I was on the wave, though. Do you know what it's like when you are drinking and the people around you aren't on your wave? Yeah, it's, it's annoying. It's, it's not no fun, innit? It's not, um, guys, do you want to? I'm out to dish out shots. Everyone needs to get lit. Mm, shouts to Miss Joseph. Yeah? But Miss does that Jell-off. make you feel like. A bit of an alcoholic. It doesn't make me feel like an alcoholic. It makes me feel like I'm in control because I never get oh. smashed. Right. Never smashed. Just like riding never the wave. Ever. What, so wait, if you're the if you're the person with liquor in your system in a room, you feel like the most in control person in the room. You're, nah, you feel in control of them. I'm always in control of my life. Right. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So regardless of control, control. Think okay. of the surfing analogy, yeah? I yeah. never want to come off the surfboard and I never want to drown. I just want to ride the, the wave. wave. Yeah. You get I me? I like that. Um, I'm with you. I'm you really, you're dishing out the bars in these recent podcasts. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even going to lie. I've got the bars for them. Come on, you bars never do. For them. You know what I'm saying? There was times when I was in the studio of Lioness and I was saying, you know what? Just put this bar in there. What do you reckon? No. Oh. Are you all right? Do you want to retract that <laughs> statement? Yeah, oh. What is this? Are you going to go try it? Yeah, what are you trying to say? Okay, I'm joking. I'm joking. A real barer here, barers. Straight up, Um, I'd like to say one of my favourite female spitters in the UK now and ever. This ain't a gas talk, yeah. Um, Haven't haven't released a debut album yet. No. Maybe that needs to come very soon. Yes. But one of the sickest spitters. Do you feel like on top of your game and one of the most dangerous, not only female spitters but just spitters in the UK? I do. I do, um, but I didn't for a long time when I wasn't doing music because I felt like I didn't have my talent anymore because I really couldn't write. Or I had a mental block. But anyways, that's another story. Um, now I'm like, yeah, I'm getting back. Oh, this is what I used to do. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah. And now I'm feeling back to normal. So it's good. What made you feel like it is really your destiny to be doing this? What Just was f- that like trigger point? What, that made me come back to music? Yeah, yeah, made you feel comfortable again with it. Like. Do you know what? It's my outlet, and I've got so much things to talk about, and I couldn't speak. I've been on mute for years, and mm-hmm. I could not get it off, and that's why I was feeling, like, down in the dumps all the time. And when I opened up my mouth and I started to write things and it's coming out, it was like I was letting off all the energy that I had stored in me. Yeah. So I'm just like, I've got to come back. I've got to do music, because that's how I vent, so... Yeah, you're even holding the mic like, like I know. Like MC, <laughs> I know. You know say, yeah, yeah. We're, 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 <laughs> we're media trained, trained in it, like <laughs> because Sorry. you know most of the time people that do radio they will say to like the MCs, don't hold the mic like yeah, that. Yeah, literally. You know what I mean? I've gone Why through the days. Was that an American accent? <laughs> Sometimes yeah? you have to give it that way. Like proper, like Brooklyn, <laughs> New York. Accent. I've never been to Brooklyn. I want to go to Brooklyn. Have you been to Brooklyn? I have. Straight. I was 13. Doesn't count. Yeah, don't count. Yeah, <laughs> it's not the real. It's like, not the real life. Yeah, it's not. Do you know what, um, Sarah? I feel like um, we got Ness in the building and um, back in the day, 
Um, Linus had this song called Good For A Girl, which gets featured on. And I don't know if you've ever really kind of encountered this in the game as a DJ where people have said to you, you know what, you're a good DJ, you're, a, you're good for a girl. Is that, is that still a thing? We, was, we had this whole like conversation, conversation before, before you got here yeah. about just Damn. females in, in the game in general. But yeah, like that's one of the, that's one of the, the commandments <laughs> mm. in, in being a female creative Mm. is like you know certain certain boxes like can't be ticked because i have a vagina (laughs) (laughs) as simple as that but doesn't that make you want to go harder though yeah like i love it yeah yeah i love it yeah but do you feel like you want to stress it though like i feel like feel like you have to put the fact that you're a female on the forefront of your of your not anymore your product not anymore i felt like i had to do that before because I wanted to let people know, like, don't think that just because I'm a girl, like, I've really had to battle. Like, back in the days when you go on pirate radio and you're, like, waiting for the mic and all the men are there and you're just some girl, they don't want to give you the mic. I've it's had true. to go in that group, get the mic. Yeah, I'm spitting. You're going to take it. You're going to love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I've been doing that. So I feel like nowadays it's just me and you're, you you have to accept it that I'm levels. Yeah. <laughs> you just have to accept it now. Don't want to be like, oh yeah, I'm a girl, but I can still, I don't feel like I need to explain myself anymore. Yeah, so. no, for sure. So yeah, so you don't use it as a, what's it called? A card, like. Yeah, no, not at oh, all. Oh, because I'm female, like I can actually use it to my advantage and. Oh, like that, oh. Do you know what um, I mean? Like. No, no, not really. Because the thing is more and more females are levels. And exactly. You just have to accept it now. And, you know, I know there's a lot of separation. People like to separate the girls because I feel like people think they can only be one girl. But because everybody's on a come up and everyone's doing their thing and I feel like everyone is, are, or can be better than some guys out there. You just yeah, have to just get on true. with it. The, the whole, like, they're only needing to be one or be room for one person. Yes, yeah, really Which boring. is like, it's, it's <laughs> really boring. Like, there's even the whole conversation of cardi b and Nicki minaj or people are like Nicki minaj is done because cardi, it's cardi b's, b's take yeah and i'm like Nicki can't be done she can't she's be too done. much of a of a but special you, mc but do you believe that the that way they're is played the against general, each other that's the general consensus in music like if you're if you're supporting one one female artist you can't support more than one like there's if there's another one or if there's two more, they've got to be up against each other. It's yeah, got to be there, a beef. There, there, there definitely is that agenda and that narrative out there, but we all have our responsibility to to not be part of that or be part of that. But is that part of the culture by default that it's male-dominated? By, by that default. It's like I think it's part of life. Is I think it's life in default, not, not just music. So music amplifies maybe something that's all of that misogyny that's out there. Do you know what I'm saying? It just ah. amplifies what's already there. Cause like for example, yeah, I'm not. I don't want to like diss my cooking in the kitchen, <laughs> but I don't want to hear that you're good for a man in the kitchen. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm just a True. good cook. It is, but that that's like the reverse true. of it. Do you yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's yeah. the reverse still. But some of the best cooks are male anyway. Like chefs. Are men. Yeah, for sure. And I'm glad you said that. Because <laughs> <laughs> I know in your household line, this is probably your father is the best cook. Right? My dad is the chef. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> literally really? mm-hmm. so Pizza. there's a reversal and that was just a random guess for me oh, yeah, I just done, feel like you've done well yeah, with that I could tell that. what kind of dishes has he passed down onto you um oxtail hello mm, okay 
Yes. Shouts to all the Oxtel. Oxtel is really expensive in, in is the it? States. Like if you was to... I'm not going to lie. I'm not about that Oxtel life though. I've never not had about it. That. Not Do you know what? That. I never used to be. And then one day I was like, no, this is life. I'm the opposite. I used to be when I was a little kid. And yeah. then I just got to 11 years old and I said, you know what? No more, no more beef, no more Oxtel, lamb, pork. Mm-hmm. Dropped it at me. I want no yeah. meat. No, just chicken and fish. Okay, all right. Yeah. Like my personal and trainer sweets. tells me that my diet's lacking though. Now nah, sweets are done for you, two you years. Don't, no. Yeah. No, you have no cheat way. days. I have a cheat quarter of the year. All right. So every quarter of the year, which is coming up okay. now, Easter, yeah. I'm going to have a cheat week. Okay. But like on, them sweet days life. are gone. You remember back in the day when yes. I used to be bathing in sweets mental. and stuff. Literally, literally yeah. bathing <laughs> in sweets. Them sweets, are, them <laughs> days are gone. But speaking of this female empowerment, malarkey <laughs> no it's not malarkey but you know what i mean like we've just heard this remix from you that is is so dope is so powerful yeah so talk to DBT. us about this dbt i've done a little freestyle um about it and it's something when i wasn't doing music i just always used to see on the timeline bants about dark-skinned women and it really used to get on my nerves like are we a joke like and then i used to see people saying oh dark-skinned women can't wear red lipstick or da 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 like everyone's adding their two pence in and I just thought I don't like this and I always thought I want to make a song about it but it just came out in a freestyle so I've done a little freestyle and then I thought you know what I must not be the only person that thinks like this as a dark-skinned female like there must be other people who have opinions so I just reached out to some of the girls like raw are you feeling this topic are you involved you want to do it mm-hmm. because I feel like it's power in numbers and I feel like it's something that needs to be spoken about and obviously I've come back into the game but I feel like I've got nothing to lose so I know that some people might not want to talk about the topic because it could be touchy or why are you going so deep or I don't care. Like, I'm going to talk about what I'm going to talk about. So I thought, I'm going to do it. I'm going to holler at the girls, see if they're on it. And they seem to be on it. So here we are, man. Queenie, Stush. Queenie, Stush. Shiesty, Sims. Yep. Leisha. Leisha as well. Uh-huh. I mean, you put together a stellar lineup on this. I mean, be, o- be, be honest, was it was it easy to get together? Was there any diva stuff going on? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and no. <laughs> like, because, you know, I speak to Stush, I speak to Shiesty every day, um, but there's some people, and Queenie, and there's some people that I don't, so I don't speak to Leisha every day or Sims, but I managed to reach out to them um, and they managed to be involved. Um, there's some other females that I did holler at and they said, know for their own reasons or whatever else someone suggests was on the tune and then left but that's just life that's always gonna happen in it can you let us see what's on the tune and left no lay oh for real no lay and i wanted to put her on it because she's mixed raced but she gets called the angry black female still so i really wanted to get her take on it mm-hmm. so i thought she would be good for the tune but it didn't it didn't pan out in the end but um yeah i'm really happy with the way that it's turned out and um yeah man power numbers how did it come together? So in terms of the verses being sent in or did you... Do you know what? I had this idea, right? So I was like, yes, I would get everyone sent in their verses. But I had this idea that to t- for everyone to start their verse with one of the lines from my freestyle and I wanted to like intertwine it kind of thing. So um, yeah, everyone started their verse with a line from my previous freestyle. So uh, it kind of worked out like that. And I just thought, run it. I don't want to do no chorus. At first I was just going to do eight bars, but I was like, you can't really get what you want to speak about out in eight bars. So I changed it to 16 and yeah, we just all just murking, man. I oh, like you it. wanted it to be eight bars each? Yeah. Oh, okay. But no. that would have been over in like two minutes. Mm. Yeah, for real, for real. <laughs> but I did intend on having more people, so yeah. I mean, how much does this kind of signify 
the route that you're taking at the moment? You know what I mean? Uh, I mean, is this fully your vibe? Yeah, this is my vibe. I just like I'm I'm unapologetic, and I'm going to talk about what I'm going to talk about. And also, I don't have any problems with any females. I'm not scared of any females. If I want to do a tune with you, I'm going to reach out to you, and I'm going to say, "Yo, do you want to do a tune?" You might say, "Yeah," you might say, "No," but I don't have a problem with no one, so I'm happy to do that. Do you know what I mean? So I know everyone likes to put girls against each other. I'm so bored inside of that. I'm not on it. If I think you're good and I want to do a tune with you, I'm going to shout you, and yeah. that's it. I think it, it's a very good step forward and people should see it as a, yeah, sh- look at you as a role model for bringing Ooh, people. I like yeah. that word. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're kind of talking about, you know, some double standards within not just the music industry, but life at the moment. Now, <coughs> Lil' Kim, very celebrated. Yes. Um, one of the most ferocious female MCs ever. And she had a song back in the day, Suck My D. You know what I'm saying? You know <laughs> yeah. the song, right? And I feel like... Um, you know, women would sing that. But when it comes to like, um, my neck, my back, women sing that, but men won't sing that. <laughs> so I feel like <laughs> women are definitely down for saying, suck my D, but men ain't down for saying, lick the pumps. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Why is that? That's what I'm saying. I mean, Why like is something that? Males can answer, I don't know. Like, I, think. I, don't, I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I think that if I answer it as a man, maybe that, um, the joker in me <laughs> would say that maybe more women are down for that than men are down for that. But I just noticed that women are definitely more cooler with say just women will just be out there with it. Yeah. Men ain't gonna be out there with it. Yeah, not at but all. But the thing is you're you're saying if you hear it in a song where a female is singing about about it, it's more awkward than if a man is talking about it. Yeah. If a, a man was to say a lyric about licking a girl's <laughs> pussy, yeah. like then What's wrong with you saying it, uh, singing it along? But why are women more comfortable with saying, saying that they suck it? Maybe if they do or they don't, but men Have aren't. Have you heard like Chris Brown songs and like he's talking about doing like licking pussy for like the whole three minutes? Like some singers would do it. I, yeah, don't know. Like I feel R&B, like it's definitely R&B it's R&B a singer. Yeah, it's a singing. A sing- it's a singer. A singer. Yeah. But MCs, rappers ain't doing that. A rapper's saying they need a, to be a more in really touch with their emotions. Really? I just feel like females are in touch with their emotions. And if that's something they do, <laughs> hello, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> I think, I don't know. I've definitely heard rappers talking about it, though. Like, I can't think of a song right now. Like, they can't. might say it, but they might not be explicit with it. Out there like, with I it. I can say it, but I'm going to say it in so many ways that I'm not. I've said it, but I'm not saying uh, I'm going uh, to do this. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So you're saying like someone like a Cardi B talks about it. Yeah. Quite explicitly and like... Out there with it. Out there. But we can't think of a a, a male MC that's out there saying that they... Lick lick, the... Yeah, lick the ting. You (laughs) know what I'm saying? Lick the ting. That's very... um, Yeah, that's very interesting. Yeah, man. I'm going to look out for that now. What is it like? Do you think it's pride? Do you think it's... I just just wonder why... Because it leads me on to... All right, say for example... As a man myself who has sisters, a lot of women around me, there are things that maybe I see sometimes and I'm like, wow, okay, she's doing that. But then our next <laughs> woman will say to me, oh, that's empowerment. Let her just enjoy her body and be like oh. like this with it. Mm. And like, it's, that doesn't mean she's a whore or what does that mean? It doesn't, but then I'm like, that's a bit much. If my sister was doing that or my mum was doing that, I'd feel away. But then do I have to take myself out? It's not about me. That people might say it's not about me, but then at the same time, as like maybe as a father or brother or a son, I, I will look at it and be like, whoa. 
Y- yeah, there are yeah. certain there that this conversation of like what is empowerment and what is just straight up like Too crossing much. the border, yeah. Yeah, yeah, crossing the line. Mm. But then I think you have to take yourself out of the situation, out out of the 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 relation with the person, because I think she's she, like a woman is her own woman at the end of the day. Like yep. obviously you're looking out for her, and there's certain things that are crossing the line, but if i don't know she wants to wear a skirt you might think oh no like guys are going to be thinking all sorts or she's she can get into all sorts of trouble but then you have to be confident in yourself that you have raised her and taught her enough yeah to know she's gonna carry herself well yeah exactly i'm not i'm not i'm not saying that just because and just me vocalizing this makes it sound mad but if a woman is out there in public with a seafood thing on She's got the things out on show. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> if she's show. going to a public show, <laughs> she could be going to anything, uh, a <laughs> ceremony or whatever. Yeah. I might be inclined to say, whoa, that's too much. Because if that was my girl, I'd be like, let's keep that to us. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And if it's my daughter or like my mum, I'm going to feel some type of way. I don't know. Sometimes I question how should the woman be thinking about other people in her family or her close ones? Or should she just be like, this is liberating to me. I want to put it out there and it doesn't mean I'm a hoe, but I'm going to let you see this and whatever you feel about it is your problem. Yeah, like I feel like it depends on the age of the person. Like if I want to go and do that now, my mum's going to look at me sideways. My brother's going to be like, get a life. Like, do you know what I mean? But I'm <laughs> 28 years of age. If I want to go and do that and I think it's empowering, I think I'm helping people to be free and be themselves, then that's what I'm going to do. Enlighten a naive man like myself. Maybe I'm calling myself like that. So you see when they talk about the empowerment, when a woman wears something see-through and she's got her breast on show, what is the empowerment? Could you let me know? I'm just guessing that (laughs) is to be like yourself and feel free. Yeah. And just do what you want to do and not be confined to being like this or as you're a girl, you put them away. You know, some girls would be like, well, guys have their chest out every day, so why can't I? It's the same thing. Everyone knows what a boob is because you all had to drink milk as so, a kid. So, Ness, would you say that that's a similarity of a comparison that a man's got his chest out and a woman has their chest no, out No, I'm saying well. some people do that. I don't think it's <laughs> the same thing. Yeah, some people no. definitely do that, though. Because I think the difference is the privates. Because if a man's walking around swinging his thing, <laughs> like <laughs> maybe he's got a tight thing on and you... <laughs> Brav, I'm the saying great, a lot great, of things. The, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> that's going <laughs> to... Do you know what I mean? I, I don't think, like, I want to put my stuff out there like that because I think if I do show my thing like that, women are going to be like, what? I'm going to get too much attention. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, There's yeah. a lot down here. Do <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So if I was doing that, I'm doing too much. But then women are yeah. out there with it. It's interesting because, f- for instance, the way I was raised, I, f- I find it quite hard to expose my sexuality because I feel like I have been brought up in a way to to conceal it a lot and not like, not not be sexy, but, it's always been the opposite. So even now, like, I, I, like I'm such a tomboy. Like, I, do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, when I have to be girly, I feel like I have to expose a part of me that I don't want to. Or like, I have to show an asset that makes me a female or makes a male look at me like, like a piece yeah. of meat. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like it's very hard to put your finger on being a woman like is being a woman like showing your curves 
can it can it just be that or can a man or as soon as a man looks at your assets you're something else like you're not even do you know what i mean yeah, like I know what you mean. that's what i find really hard to put my finger on because i'm like okay i want to wear some tight jeans but what's that gonna mean he's gonna like look at the size of my ass do you know what i mean like True. but then the focus should be on what you want to do and how comfortable you how, feel yeah. what you're wearing because when you start taking on other people's opinions that's when it goes Left. it's true yeah i can't be like i'm not gonna wear this skirt because this guy might think i'm like this but i really like the skirt yeah, so why am real, i holding myself back from the skirt i really like because of your opinion and i don't know you mm-hmm. it's true do you know what i mean true. so it, it starts like internally isn't yeah, it? yeah it does that's a good point where do you lie on the bad b culture because you know this is something that i like to ask um many females that i interview and have conversation with we are in a generation right now where the bad b the bad bitch culture the bad chick culture is in supremacy. You know what I mean? You <laughs> like most women nowadays want to be a bad bitch. I mean, let me just ask you from the back, like, um, I don't know, what's a bad bitch to you, Sarah? Don't really like that term. I don't really like the term bitch, so bad bitch makes it even worse. <laughs> so I mean like bad bitch in the media is a woman that doesn't really care for people's opinions and is very ruthless with her image. Yeah, that's very what. Ruthless that's with her image, yeah. yeah, and gets all this money. Yeah, being a quote unquote this. boss, but yeah. what makes you a boss? What makes you a boss? That's that's the bad. That's what bad bitch. What makes you look it, like a boss? Yeah, do you but know what, what I mean? Should but yeah. What do you think of the term? It's mad. To be fair, I done a song that other day with Danao, big up Danao, and I said bitches in it. And it was started off as like a freestyle kind of thing. And I said bitches and I don't use that word. Like I don't actually use that word. And then I wanted to change it afterwards because I don't refer to my friends as bitches. I refer to them as my gang, my girls. Do you know what I mean? But I just feel like, you know, you hear this word every day and everyone uses it like it's a normal thing. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. And it's the same thing with man. This is going to sound really mad here, what I'm about to say. But I refer to myself as man. I always like, yeah, man went da 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It started off as a joke. It literally started (laughs) off as a joke, but then it stayed in my vocab. It's really here. Like, it's here. And then people will cuss me like, why are you referring to yourself as man? And I'll be like, first of all, we're man. Don't question yes. me. Second of True. all, if I refer to myself as a bitch, you'd be happy with that. So don't complain that I'm now saying man. Yeah, for real. What's the problem? Because you cho- you've chosen a less degrading word. Hello. Res- yeah, disrespectful this word. This is it. And yeah. what's a bitch? It's a dog. So you're happy for me to call myself a dog. So do exactly. you see bad bitch as a negative then? Um, Not a negative. I just see it as that's this kind of how society is at the moment, this day and age. That's what, unfortunately, that's what girls are aspiring to be. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I feel like if I was in school right now, how would I cope? We've got all this social media, all this, these phones, see all this stuff, all this pressure. I need to go to school. My eyebrows need to be on fleek. I need to make sure my wig is on point. There's so much. Am I really paying attention to what I need to do in school? Mm. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I yeah. don't know. It's just this day and age. Do you hang around with any bad bitches, Ness? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, I don't. No, I don't feel like that. W- that doesn't empower me. That doesn't make me feel like I'm at, a, at any other higher level to a normal at all woman, an, a girl. And even the fact that you know, obviously Beyonce, like someone, she's she's like probably the the most the the most famous female artist right now, um, and she's obviously held at a higher level to everyone else. And 
she always talks about women empowerment. She had a whole album. She had like videos and yeah. all this. And I'm sure she's got a song where she she says bad bitch quite a Probably. few times. Like she, yeah, she she does it quite a few times. And I feel like, did she feel pressure to, to, to use that word? Because that's like the the word in style. Do you know what I mean? To like, to show that she's a powerful woman or d does she actually think she's a bad bitch? You know what I mean? Like, it's just, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure there's other, other words that could be used. Yeah, queen. there's other words. Yeah, queen could be used. <laughs> but then now queen's getting overused and like people are calling people queens that don't necessarily <laughs> think that you're a queen right now. Yeah, but it doesn't yeah, no, mean that true, you're not going to get there. Just where you are right now, it's true, it's true. you think you're there. It's true, I mean, it's if I'm true. being honest. <laughs> you know but, what? Snoop you know. Dogg once um, had put out a quote-unquote statement and was like, uh, I'm refraining from using the word bitch from now on. This was like a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. I think it was when he was doing that Rasta album. I'm pretty <laughs> sure he said he goes, he goes through the motions. I'm pretty sure he's put it in his Instagram captions numerous times. Yeah. <laughs> oh. What are we saying? What are we saying? What you got to talk about? One second. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, my notes did not update. Oh, yeah. What do you, where do you draw the line between comedy and rap because I'm, I'm not sure if you heard of the song with Lil Dicky and Chris Brown I haven't talk to me so Freaky he's Fridays, yeah. yeah he's put out a song called Freaky Friday and I didn't realize he actually had a three-year hiatus before this he hadn't actually put out any do you know who Dicky. Lil Dicky is no I don't he's Comedian a white rapper, rapper. Oh, okay yeah. cool mm -hmm. I think he, he used to be in marketing before which is how he made his first song blow up like he he went okay. around he he didn't have a budget for a music video yeah. so he like broken not broke into houses but he knocked into like la mansions yeah to like film his video <laughs> um so now he's put out this song freaky friday with chris brown after three years and it's basically um it's a remake of the film okay. freaky friday with Lindsay yeah. lohan and stuff and what happens in the video is him and chris brown exchange bodies okay so right. they yeah they each become each other yeah um but it's quite controversial mm. it is have you seen it well, I know the song, innit? and okay, I know cool. the lyrics of the song. He uses oh, the N-word yeah, like a gazillion yeah, times, yeah. right? Yeah. Yes. And then there's like celebrities that make an appearance at the end, like DJ Khaled, Kendall Jenner. It's just all very bizarre. Yeah. So what is like, what is your take on, what, what, on the presence of these? What do you find controversial about the video? Uh, that bit of the N-word, like, yeah. it bothered me. I can't lie. Is Dicky saying it in there, yeah? No, it's, no, it's Chris, Chris Brown, Brown saying it. But As at that point in Chris Brown, yeah, it's Lil Dicky in Chris Brown's body. Yeah. So technically he's saying it because yeah. he's yeah. like, oh, because so I'm in Chris, Chris Brown's Brown, body. Yeah. Am I uh, am I cool to say it? And he says it like 20 times. Okay, mm. cool. <laughs> like to make a point of it. Yeah, yeah, to make a point of it. Okay. Um. So where do you draw the line between comedy and like, social commentary if you know what i mean like of yeah. which is what rap is supposed to be it's a difficult one but at the same time it's the reason why they've done it then isn't it they've probably got a whole thought process behind it just like i've got a whole thought process behind why i've done dbt i'm guessing they've they've done the same thing so so what race is um, the other guy? Lil oh, he's white. Lil oh, he's Dicky. okay, yeah. cool. So he's using the opportunity because he knows he can't say that. So now I'm Chris Brown. Now I can say it. So I'm going to say the N-word a million times. And the thing is, it's like in music, 
the n-word is there all the time like when i go to a drake concert it will get to the part and then when it's gonna be the n-word he gives the mic to everyone to now say the n-word so you want everyone to say this word but then on a normal road no one can say the word not everyone can say the word Mm. and we have our own problems with should we be using it should we not be using it i don't know but i'm guessing they just wanted to be funny <laughs> yeah in that moment and he's using the opportunity in someone else's body to now say all the things that he wanted to say but knows that he can't really say i'm guessing do you have a problem with that um i don't have a problem with it because i can see what they're doing they're trying to do but i mean if it was a normal situation where you're just saying it because i don't know it's difficult because now we're making songs where this is word is always used and we want you to listen to our music, so you're gonna sing that part, but we can't now tell you you can't say it. So you think there's a deeper meaning behind the comical fact, the way like they switch body, like, or is it just, is it blasphemy that like, is it like it shouldn't have been? No, I think there's a comedy behind it, and it's just what I said. They just wanted to, I can say these words now right, because right, I'm this right. person. I'm right. guessing was the whole joke, but I don't know. What do you think? Do you think they should have just left that, that bit out? Should they have left that bit out? You see, with the N word, it gets very complicated because very. we've had very, we've had so many debates with different people over the years. We've we've spoke to YG. Well, I've interviewed YG, and you know he's got the the Maya nigga my song. You know what I'm saying? And mm. and it's like, I feel like he's expressed that he doesn't want people of non-black origin to use the word. Mm. But if you're putting it in a song, are you saying it's just for a particular set of people? You can't do that. So can you only rap it or sing it when you're in the concert? Or can you rap it and sing it when you're not in a concert in your personal time? Can you do it when you're with your friends? Does he make it okay because you're down with the culture that you can say it? Where do you draw the line? Well, he he redid the whole song as my hitter. My hitter, do you know what I'm saying? With that song, you see when it comes to comedy as well, it seems like I don't think there can be racism on one side and and there should be no racism or there should be no discrimination. So like, you see like when you see black comedy sometimes, it's against... um, a lot of white people whereas you might say that you're coming from the um the, the minority so it mm. seems like it's okay mm. and from what's being oppressed it just gets messy all the time in it in the name of messy. comedy does it make it okay let's see how many people complain about it if loads of people complain about it does it make it wrong if less people complain about it does it make it okay yeah do you know what i mean like i'm not the person to give the answer for it where, 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 where i where i am at it it's a conceptual song like there's a concept behind mm-hmm. it he's not just Rapping it because he's maybe Takashi Six Nine, where people are like debating over whether he should use it because of his background. When we started getting into that conversation, can this person say it because they've got some throwback heritage of they're like blah blah blah? It's like brav, it's like brav, it's like brav, brav, brav. They've come with a conceptual song. I feel like it's slightly different. Chris Brown got in the studio and knew what was going on when they made the song. So does it make it okay because Chris Brown co-signed it? Who 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 has the right to co-sign it and say it's okay or not? So yeah. this is where the problem is. Who says it's okay or not? So if you come from a, if the song's been made with a legitimate like sort of talking point and social background, social you know what I mean commentary, maybe that makes it kind of okay. But the deeper thing as well, what I feel like you was kind of talking about, where do we draw the line as well with like this comedy rap yeah, and, like this, is and there this rap a, thing? Yeah, is there a place for it or is it is just complete a, Exactly. Like, like, where do you draw the line on that? I know, like, sorry to cut you, but I know a lot of artists are salty over uh, Big Shaq. 
because really you're a comedian but you've had all of this success and I've been doing music for years and I've had not one inch of what you've had overnight sort of thing Mm -hmm. and I know some people are sorted but it kind of is what it is like he's decided to make a song but the song was a joke but it's the viral age so now that this is funny I'm gonna keep watching it and he's just rid the wave like everyone finds this funny so let me go and do what I can with it and mm. I've taken it here and this has just happened no one could have foresaw that this was gonna be and as big as it and was and you know what actually happens more time as well you see like the purest the actual purest more time are the, pu- the people who get the less the least recognition yeah the person who is the pure journalist who comes with like maybe doesn't sex it up and come with the frills and stuff, gets the least. The yep. pure, the pure talented lyricist mm-hmm, mm-hmm. who maybe doesn't sing along or gets melodic or just features, gets the least props. Yep. The pure DJ who doesn't compromise in maybe playing plays. party songs and, yep. you know what I'm saying, gets the least. And it goes like that all the yep. time. So whereas Michael Dapper, Big Shack has came in on a via way, Rapping is his second thing or maybe his third or fourth thing, mm-hmm. but he's a comedian. I feel like the song has got definitely more recognition for the comedy element. Exactly. People aren't taking it serious as a proper song. No. So understand the hustle. Has that always been the case though or has it been since this viral age, do you think? Like what other cases has there been in the past? Like the only thing I can remember that kind of like shot to number one and shot to fame in a kind of gimmicky way is like the Gangnam style, mm. like stuff like that. that. You had like Ali G... Oh yeah, Tommy gone with your cheese. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. But then, like, I find it, I find it interesting when you combine comedy and rap. Like someone yeah. like a Ludacris, who's just very skillful. With but it. I yeah, would say, exactly. but, but rap was more the the bigger yeah, part. Rap was, yeah, he's a comedic he, like, MC, not yeah, a, not, yeah. not not a. Or he comedian. turns it on. He switches he's it on MC, and off. He's an MC that does that can that be funny. Can, that can be comedic yeah, rather yeah, than yeah, a yeah, comedy yeah. a comedian a comedian who MCs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the difference. Martin. But do you think it's health? That's that's the is whole the question. That you know, is it healthy for the for it, the? It's possibly culture? possibly unhealthy or toxic if that becomes becomes the main thing and yeah. everyone's like, I prefer this. Cosine. Yeah, then, yeah. then, prefer the, then it, yeah. the pure and thing holds it in higher and, regard. and holds it in higher regard. Or that these comedy MCs, there's loads of them. Yeah, and like I think with Michael Dapper, Big Shaq. I don't know if he's going to take a music career seriously. Is he going to bring out an album, a mixtape? Is he going to bring out loads of singles? I mean, I don't think he will, unless he's doing different characters. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's but almost like in, in singing world as well, in R&B world, like with this whole, the way you can engineer your voice and auto-tune and all of this, like if you really narrow it down, there's you can count singers on one hand, <laughs> like who are actually like successful. Yeah. You know, like... Not to like bash anyone, but you know your party next doors, your the weekend, like they're not a hundred percent like pure vocalists. Yeah, of course not. It's all engineered, and yeah, a lot, a of, lot of people, yeah, a lot mm. of it, and a lot of people think that that's attainable. That I can actually sit in my bedroom and do this if I can tweak my voice to fuck. Like, mm. it's mad though because you've got T Pain who can actually really sing though. Yeah. So it's yeah. just like yeah. I, it just depends on. I don't know, it just depends on who's yeah. who. But it's this viral age, man. It's doing a lot of different things and it's just mad at the... I feel like the, the industry's oversaturated. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just like coffee shops. We're in one now, <laughs> do you know what I mean? But there's probably Costa down there and there's probably True. another one down there, another one down there. 
whereas there's only Apple and Microsoft really, do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that's how it used to be back in the days, but now everyone can just pick up their phone and become the next big thing. Where do you see yourself going, like your projects, your output from here on? Like what kind of stuff are you wanting to put out? And I just want to put out, I just want to be consistent. I've had a big thing over the years of doing music where I go missing all the time. And I'm really sorry that I do that. But now I really want to take it seriously. I just want to be in everyone's faces. And I want to be honest about where I've been and what I've been doing in the time I've not been doing music. And I think that's when I'm going to be really focused on my album because I wouldn't want to put that on an EP or a mixtape what I'm going to talk about. It has to be an album. And I'm scared of saying the album word. Like everyone just gets scared because it's like, oh my God, your album, your first release and da da da. But, um, it has to be done that way, I feel, so. You know, I have to, I have to shout out President T because I was talking to him recently and he's just released his third album. After oh. like, for an artist that's had maybe like a 15 year plus career, he's he's released his last, he's released his three albums in the last three years. Yeah, you know what I'm that. saying? And he preferred to put his projects out as albums yeah. as opposed to mixtapes. A lot of artists are lazy and say, this is my mixtape or this is my EP. This is not my album. He said, this is my album mm -hmm. do you know what i'm saying there are a lot of artists that are scared to say this is my album they need to be more artists that are more brave i don't think it even takes that much braveness put your album out doesn't mean it needs to go top 10 in the uk yeah. you know what i'm saying like kendrick lamar had section 80 before he had good kid mad city mm. uh, and he's had projects before man it's just an album put your album out let it live let it go into the atmosphere let yeah. people discover it that's basically what it is i feel like people just don't in case it doesn't do well like everyone thinks that their album should do well and if it doesn't do well it's like oh i've said that album word and it's not do you know what i mean i think that's just what the problem is but i just want to get the music out there if i do an album and i put it out there i'll be happy i'm gonna yeah. cry with happiness over that rather than it being top 10 or something like that yeah it's like just an art piece like it's it's your creativity and it needs to be out there like yeah regard it's it tells a story regardless of who's going to receive it well or not. Again, like music is subjective. Exactly. So, <laughs> you know, there's going to be a point where you're going to just keep going around in circles. <laughs> so it's got, you got to put it out there and make your mark, like make your mark, just make a stand with it. Yeah. DBT is the big single, which is out at the moment. And I want you to break it down in your best words that you can, because I had somebody ask me the other day, um, what does DBT even mean? Mm -hmm. DBT stands for dead black thing which is uh, a term that people of my own race used to describe me as a dark-skinned woman, and I just don't appreciate it. So what I wanted to do was take that word and give it a new narrative, and how can I really be dead? That's the question, how can I be really, how can I really be dead? So I wanna do everything that I can to show you levels. I'm a great spitter, I'm a great person, I'm a great, do you know what I mean? You can't call me dead at any point. So that was my whole, my whole thing about it. I just don't like to be called that. And I don't like the fact that there's a dark-skinned versus light-skinned thing within my culture. I just think it's stupid because to other races, we are all the same. So we're having our own battle over here when there's bigger battles to have in life. And I just think it's just pointless. Can we just get it together now as a unit? Is that acronym, you made it for the song or is that actually a thing? It's actually a thing. Oh no. I'm done. I've seen it. Like, if you type in Dead Black Ting or DBT in Google, you'll see some mad Pokemon card come up, yeah? And it's a it's a Dead Black Ting and it's a dark-skinned female and it's got all traits that this person's supposed to have. <laughs> the internet is an evil Literally. Um, but it's used all the time. And you know, normal stereotypes like angry black female and all of this. Like I've got tops that are called 
angry black teeth angry black female in it because it's like that's what you think of me before i've even opened up my mouth to speak you think it anyway so let me just put that on my top and that's how i'm gonna flex i'm trying to take over all these stereotypes now listen ness it's been a great conversation today unlock the podcast episode 37 37 37. yeah happy 37 yeah yeah (laughs) faith